laugh at this next part. In a world of political correctness and cancel culture, two comedians have risen up to prove that with the right angle, anything can be funny. This is You Can't Laugh at That. Who writes these? Who huh? should have this person locked up and looked at? Live from Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, it's Steve Merz and David Horning on this week's episode. See, so the big one with the bit is if Google fixes it, then the bit becomes dated. So the bit has like a timeline. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess it's fine. I already, you know, you did it a lot. But yeah, stuff like that, like things can get ruined, um, you know, by times. So, like I had a bit about how like Justin Trudeau never had any scandals, the Canadian prime minister. And then he had a blackface scandal. Now, the good news is Americans completely forgot about that already. So I can still yeah. do the bit in America. Um, but yeah, like think, you know, life will change and then your bit is gone. I'm in better shape, but uh, you uh, use Google Maps line. It's always suggesting walking directions. Seems a bit optimistic. I was looking up New York to Boston, and Google said it was a five-hour train ride or a three-day walk. Not sure which one of those I'm gonna do. Now, when the walk is over a day, they adjust slightly, and they give the walking icon a stick. Yes, Google, I, I can walk for three days straight. I just need to find the right stick. From here, the furthest walk you can do on Google Maps is to Fairbanks, Alaska. That's a 57-day walk. (laughs) Google gives you no warnings. They just say when you get there, you may be in a different time zone. (laughs) Google, I'll be dead before I get to New Jersey. (laughs) Guys, thanks so much, Freddie J. You can't laugh at that. Welcome to You Can't Laugh at That. Uh, the podcast where we take topics that uh, you can't laugh at and find different ways to laugh at them. Uh, today's topic, we are going to be talking about Google Maps, GPSs, smartphones, Waze, all that technology. Our guest today, well, first of all, I'm joined as always by my dashing co-host, Steve Mers. Hello! Who is, I, I specifically requested he join us from his bed always from now on. Uh, it yeah. just makes me, it just brings, you know... Holding a phone for an hour and a half. Uh, sometimes I just want to, you know. <laughs> I get it. I get. It. We'll get you a tripod. That's what we're <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Today's today's guest uh, comes to us from New York City. His name is Freddie G. Uh, he. How long have you been doing comedy, Freddie? Uh, six years. Six years. Uh, he's stand up uh, six. He oh, is, sorry. Uh, yeah, stand up for six years. Before that, I did improv, sketch, some stuff off and on. Okay. What what made you uh, make the dive into stand-up from, from improv and sketch? I always wanted to try it. The first thing I did, well, no, I did some acting classes. I, then I, I started doing acting classes just for fun. And then I uh, wanted to get into comedy, and I did some improv, and I did a stand-up class, and I really liked it. Um, and then I wanted to go back to it, but I was scared, so I was doing improv and sketch. It was a little less scary. And I was doing like occasional like stand-up, like, like the low-level bringer-type shows. Mm-hmm. What was uh, what was scary about about stand up to you at the a time? A lot of stage fright. I had to just do a lot. I did Toastmasters too, which is public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed to get over my stage fright. I had humongous stage fright, so I just had to get on stage a lot. That's also still my was my was my strategy. Just Fred, you're awkward. You got to get on stage a lot. Um, so I just yeah, just like oh, get on stage every day. You know, just push push the numbers up because it's the only way you're going to be less awkward. Absolutely. And then you can't even tell from that clip. Like, I mean, just 
uh, your your comfort with the silence oh, and the thank you. response, no matter what it is, you know, the little smirks after the, you know, punchlines. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, like when you've done like 3000 sets, like you don't, your heart's not usually fluttering. My heart was fluttering during that set because it was like an audition for a club, one of the clubs that gives the most spots to New York comics, a New York comedy club. Um, so yeah, it was an audition. I was very nervous. That joke, even in that video, the joke before did great. And that joke didn't go over that well. And it was like not the greatest finish to the set. And I was very nervous if I was going to get, if I was going to get past the club. First of all, why did you choose the, that topic? And, so and I was that trying to remember stuff. back. I, started, I think I started doing it in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably I was, I stopped working in an office and I was just like, a, I was like tutoring and doing comedy. just constantly running around with Google Maps. I always plan on every route with Google Maps. Uh, I say the key to being on time is in New York, it's just Google Maps plus uh, 15 minutes. You just add 15 minutes with Google Maps, you'll never be late in New York, unless there's a massive subway delay. Um, so yeah, and then I noticed the walking directions thing, I think because I did look up like New York to Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the stick, and then it's like, well, uh, someone pointed out the stick or I noticed the stick and then added that part. Uh, about it. And then I used to, when I would go to different cities, I would change it from New York to Boston. Like I did, I went to Edmonton and I said Edmonton to Calgary, that's in Canada, or Houston to Dallas. I did like a college conference in Houston. So I used to change it. But this privilege we have in Queens is it's a super local, you know, just a borough of Manhattan. But everyone in the North America seems to know it from like TV and stuff. So you can say Queens. Yeah. Right. And, and it's more, I mean, the, the inflection, it's like the hard K sound. I mean, it's those little, like those little things that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, word choice, even something as small as the difference between Queens and New York city, like, you know, graphically oh, speaking and all that. So you start from Queens to Boston. I, I mean, that's a pretty reasonable distance or Houston to Dallas. That makes sense. And then obviously oh, yeah. how far did your, uh, your curiosity on the app take you? So that was just it. That was the bit for a while. And my wife was like, oh, we should look up the furthest walks. And that's the key. Yeah. Thank God she said that. So we looked up, we were trying to look in the world. The thing is the Panama Canal. And I'm, I got to write them a letter because you cannot walk across the Panama Canal, right? You can walk to Chile and then take, you know, you can even take a boat to Antarctica. Uh, just saw a documentary in Antarctica, by the way, fascinating place. But yeah, anyhow, you can walk really far, but you can't do that. They're not letting you, you know, I mean, I'm going to write a letter, but so you got to go to Alaska from Queens. And then if you look globally, the other, you know, the Eastern Hemisphere is way better. So we found the longest walk in the world. You kind of just got to keep testing it. You keep trying to push a little further, a little further. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, and this is in a later version of it, the Cape Town, South Africa to Bali, Indonesia, harder to make that funny for me, not as personal, but that's the longest book. That's I think 187 days. And I do have that one up on uh, TikTok. Uh, so that's the furthest. And then at least, but the furthest in North America is the other one. Then I have a part where I talk about uh, the, the walk the Jews did from Egypt to, uh, to Israel. I was Canaan back then. Believe me, I've gotten a lot of uh, annoying internet comments about that, that whole I'm issue, sure. but yeah, it was Canaan back then, and then obviously, you know, it's it's cold Israel now because you know uh, there's issues, you know, with Palestinian people would like a homeland too. So to take that seriously, but anyway, yeah. So the Google says that that's a four day walk, and it took forty years. So then you can kind of multiply that, and then the fifty seven day walk to Alaska is five hundred seventy years. That's a great evolution of the joke. How long? Uh, how did you spend an entire day? Trying to figure out what the longest walk every was. Every walk, everything I do, it's like quick because I'm just like, I'm not good at like spending time writing. So the thing me and my wife did probably took an hour one day after I got home from doing comedy. 
And then, uh, yeah, it's all little bursts and like little updates of like, well, I got to try an update for this so I can put it on, uh, put it and make another TikTok about it. That is the nice thing with TikTok for my style is my bits are short and then TikTok just drives you to add a little other piece so you can make another TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about that. What, what made you turn to TikTok? I mean, that, everybody's doing it now with, with the pandemic. Oh, um, yeah. But what made you? I did it like, I basically just started like two weeks before everybody uh, else my age. I was really lucky. So yeah, I knew about it. I, you know, the thing is, the number one thing you do in the platform, don't read what Twitter says about it. Uh, Twitter will, they, they say the most wrong things. I thought you got to be young, sexy dancing. That's the last, that's the opposite of my brand. Young, <laughs> all three of those. Mm-hmm. And then I, I took a social media class in August. Um, and I was getting more into it, Twitter, Instagram. And then I, I saw that guy went to person. He's like, we should just get a TikTok account. So I got an account. These, any of these ones getting an account takes under five minutes. That's how they're, that's why everyone has an account. If it took 15 minutes, way fewer people would do it. Uh, that was my problem with Snapchat. It seemed like I had to spend a bunch of time finding out who everyone's logins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, okay, then, okay, so then I got an account. And then eventually I started, pu- I put up a couple of videos before the pandemic. And during the pandemic, I was like, well, I can't do stand up. I'm going to put up a joke of the day on Instagram in my story. And if people vote that they like it, I'll put it in the feed. And Instagram uh, provides you no tools for anything. So, you're just, Instagram is the, is the least helpful app. Um, People spend a lot, and including me, people spend money every month buying apps to make content for Instagram that Instagram doesn't pay you for. It is, uh, it is really a very mean app. Uh, Instagram, it's not, you know, uh, it's owned by an it's owned by Americans. That that's maybe it's one redeeming uh, redeeming feature. I like it otherwise, but yeah, it's not. So, so anyway, okay. So I was doing that. So then I was like, well, TikTok seems to be easier for making videos. It specifically, TikTok has a, a good subtitling tool. So I'm like, I will subtitle in TikTok, and then I'll just upload to Instagram. And then the first video I made already got like 50,000 views, and which is Instagram you're trying to get. I was trying to get like 10,000 on the best day. So already, uh, and this, yeah, and this is like, this is, um, this is like March 20th, let's say. So this is the week where everything shut down. I got my wife home from Milwaukee. I thought she had COVID. I, you know, everything shut down, clean up, buy food, lockdown, clean my whole house. My wife might have COVID. Then, then there was like a Friday. What day was that? That was Friday the 20th. I thought I had COVID and I went to bed. And then like probably, so it's not the 20th, maybe a day or two later. I make this first video. It does well. I make a video about Chipotle, a bit that never worked on stage. That does like hundreds of thousands. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to, this is my primary thing. I'm putting on my best joke. I put up the joke about pumpkin. Um, my hair is in a normal color red. The color is pumpkin blush. You guys can check it out. And that got like a million views in like a day or two. And I'm like, oh, I'm a TikToker now. You know, that's, yeah. And that was literally a week after I went to bed on the Friday. Like I have COVID. What the hell is the next few weeks going to be like? Okay. Now, how, how did you uh, have so much success right away on, on TikTok? I mean, is it keywords? Is it following the right people? I do hashtags for sure. TikTok doesn't care as much how many followers you have. There's the for you page. So when you look in TikTok, there's two places to watch videos. There's your page. There's people you're following in the for you page. And the For You page can just put you out to every user. So mm-hmm. it, the stuff went really well on the For You page. If you're getting shared, or if you're getting shared, if people are sharing you, they put you in the, F, we call it the FYP. And then just people can see you. So like that video, now I have a lot of followers. That video got so much better than now when I have more followers. Because it's all, the algorithms is most of the power. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're famous or have a lot of followers or if other people in entertainment. 
See, Twitter is all about big accounts retweeting it. Mm-hmm. So the big accounts are almost like a cart. It's not their fault, but they're like kind of a cartel. They can control who goes viral. Um, but on TikTok, um, you know, it's just the algorithm. Also, most people who actually had stand-up quality jokes were not on the app at that time. So my jokes were probably way better than the non-stand-ups putting jokes on. Them. So you got the uh, head start. Yeah. And pumpkin bus, so it's relatable. A lot of people have this color hair. Not, in the, not a high percentage, but millions of people do have it. So then people were sharing with their pumpkin bush friends, a lot of people tagging each other. People are young and very friendly. Uh, and when you say people talk about TikTok being young, I think most of the people watching my stuff and going to my chats, they're 16 to 20. They're the typical, like, you know, young audience that you would want in entertainment and music and stuff. I mean, right. there's some 12-year-olds, but it's you're still you're reaching people who are gonna be adult, who are either young adults or they're gonna be adults pretty soon. That that key demographic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's not like Instagram. You're hitting, you know, people who are mid twenties, mid thirties. Like, that's a good demographic too. But there's nothing wrong with people, you know, sixteen to twenty, twenty five, whatever. Right. No, not at all. Especially, I mean, they, you know, they have so much power, like influencing, and they're constantly yeah. on social media. So, I mean, if you can get shared by that. Um, now, I remember watching the GPS, the, the Google Maps joke on uh, on Twitter. You posted on your Twitter, and I was like, "Holy okay. shit, that's." That's such a funny joke. Oh, thank you. I, think I commented, I shared it or whatever. Um, and I mean, I, I appreciate good comedy, man. I'm, I'm always oh, scouring through and seeing who's like seeing who's funny and, and, and so oh, on. I was so like, cool. I remember this, this dude from, uh, from the, yeah. from the devil's cup. So, um, so that's why I figured I would reach out to you and, and see if you'd be interested in jumping on the podcast. Uh, because you know, the topic of Google maps is so it, like, it's not considered something that's like offensive oh, God, or, you yeah. know, so that you can't learn. But, but so many comics have like hack bits on it. This was such a, this was a, a, such a, an original take, but also we've all seen like the walking distance when you get directions to somewhere that's far away. And it's like, why would you even offer this oh, for me? Great. Google. It's Bang. extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they don't even know, like if you try to walk to Alaska now from New York, you got to go through Canada. The border's closed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You walk like 35 days, you hit the border of Canada. Like they don't, they don't, you know, they should give us a warning about that. Um, yeah. So I love Google Maps. I use it everywhere. Google Maps, um, when you go to other cities, including Canadian cities, it knows the bus schedule. So if you want to ride a bus in Edmonton, Google Maps will tell you exactly what it is in the time. It's invaluable. You save so much money on Uber. So Google Maps is a lifestyle for me, at least pre pandemic. Now I'm mostly driving and using ways. Yeah. I uh, know it's a big difference. Um, Google Maps is that is that your mode of GPS when you're in the city, like when you're trying to get trains? Yeah, it knows the train schedules pretty well. Yeah, um, that's the thing is the public trans info. Now there's other way things, but the public trans info and the fact that it's every city that I've been to pretty much is really helpful. Yeah, do you, you you don't use like the MTA app or like Hopstop or anything like that. Hopstop. I feel like that's older. I don't know how Hopstop is now. I yeah, that was older when I lived. Yeah, there, I used it. yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was good. It was. I probably used it at some point. You know, that's cool. The MTAs are right. I mean, it doesn't work as well. Also, that doesn't give you walking directions. Mm. Yeah, the MTA. You know, it's 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 something. You know, they're not going to make a great app. Um, the biggest trauma with the MTA app is you, when you. It's called My MTA. This is a really minor thing, but I'm I'm a details guy. So if the MTA is not the first few letters. If you type in MTA, it doesn't come up. And that annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. The no. devil's in the details, man, or I'm crazy. One of the two. No, and I mean, it makes sense that they would make a, a faulty app, too. 
classic MTA. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the joke the joke itself. I mean, we'll talk about the the TikTok additions that you added to it. We'll play those oh, sure. as well. Um, so the fifty seven day walk. Um, the yeah, going back to the the border being closed. Like, there's no warning warnings other than you'll be in a different time zone. I remember like getting directions across the ocean. It's always like get in a ferry or get on a boat or, you know, they used to tell people to swim. People have commented that that's before my time of looking at this stuff. Yeah. I've only been looking at this stuff for like less than a year, but yeah, they used to tell you to swim to like Spain or whatever. It doesn't do that anymore. No, they've, yeah. Someone probably, I mean, there must've been drownings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is there's bodies at the bottom of the ocean. You're not going to take on Google. And international waters, Google's getting off, so uh, whatever. But they've changed it, so they're preventing future ones. <laughs> we're gonna, we may well go scuba dive afterwards. Yeah, right. Find all the people who are at the bottom of the ocean holding their phones. Laughing. The last punchline in, in the bit that you did at New York Comedy Club, uh, you know, I'll be dead by the time I get to Jersey. Um, is that kind of a, a callback to, because earlier in that set, we didn't play it, but you kind of uh, talk about how you were out of shape um, or when, when you were younger. Is that it kind of a callback? Yeah, a lot of my jokes would be funnier if I was still fat because I lost like 90 pounds. Yeah. But, you know, you got to, it's better to feel better um, yeah. and all that. But yeah, so out of shape. Um, it is somewhat of a callback. Yeah, that the idea that I'm out of shape. Yeah, it is worse. I can't, the better I look, the less it makes sense. The nice thing is Jersey's the next state over. People seem to know about Jersey. Now, there is, of course, the jerks who are like, well, Alaska's north and Jersey's south. And, um, that's always annoying. Uh, Jersey is not only south of Queens. There is Jersey that you go. You do walk through Northern Jersey. It is technically true, but yeah, there's all there's all kinds of yeah. People are like, well, it's 57 days if you walk three hours straight every day, three miles an hour for every hour every day. People will point that out, like I knew that, but I, I used to be in the joke, but it's less funny. Yeah, like I yeah, you just I look like someone who didn't fully research this bit. Yeah, like I know all this stuff, but. It's not as funny. And also if you're make if you're doing TikTok, you're doing a minute, you gotta cut cut it down. Yeah. Nobody nobody wants all those details. Oh yeah. ruined. But I'm very aware of all the details. Yeah. They've all been tried at open mics. Maybe I'll make them funny one day or whatever. Maybe I give up too quickly. But yeah, I'm aware of yeah, the details. But the point is that it's not realistic. So yeah. I assume you whittled the joke down f- from those details into what it is now, which is, I mean, oh yeah, right. in my phone, the audio record. I mean, there's probably 50 million versions of it because, yeah, uh, yeah it's all just you're just doing it and doing it. If it's a good joke, you got to do it a lot. That's how you get get it better. Also, every bit of mine is like 10 seconds, and then I try to make it like 20 seconds. So it's real. You're building, yeah. Um, I'm sort of trying to build a rocket ship out of tin cans. I feel that. So as a, as a writer, do you start with like one line and build around that? Or do you start with like the idea for a premise and then write the, the jokes into that premise? What's, what's your preferred method? Or I think it's write a topic down and then I try to like, maybe I have an idea and then I just like say it in open mic or now what I've been doing on open mic. So Twitter is just my open mic. Um, so I'll just like, okay, I'll just tweet it out. Like I'll just make, Oh, this is at least funny enough to tweet. You know what I mean? I'll just try it out and then it, I'll just add it or you'll just do a bunch of tweets can become one longer bit. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I have? Yeah. Like I had a bit about Adam and Eve and then I had a Cain and Abel bit uh, that I did. So yeah, like those were separate tweets to be successful. Maybe that'll become one bit. And I have a bunch of Jesus bits. Um, yeah. Just all can be a bunch of jokes and just be kind of frank and sent together as one bit or you try to make it flow. 
Um, okay. But yeah, it's very much one line to, I'm, I don't, I don't think of a, myself as a one liner comic because that they, one liners really, they're non sequiturs and they're really just one line. Mm. Um, and it's, it's usually not even about you so much a lot of the time. I mean, some of them are, what's his name? He was a little bad himself. The what Mitch Hedberg was a little bit about himself, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, there's, it's the different punchlines and you're just trying to put them together. Um, but I think on a punchline to punchline basis, I have trouble. I have been getting myself to stick right long, like the Gary Bowman, like right from like uh, as everything doing that. It's more tweet to tweet, you know. My yeah, stuff out on stage. It is a visual me, uh, you know, verbal medium. So it helps Do you. Me to uh, say it. I mean, obviously, you miss. Uh, have, you, have you have gotten on stage since? Uh, the pandemic has left. Yeah, I did a Thursday show in Central Park that was uh, that was good. I mean, you know, uh, outdoor shows are harder, but it was it was a good setup. It, it was good to get back. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll be doing some outdoor shows. I mean, the thing is, you know, the weather changes, and the outdoor it might just be a thing we could do for a little bit. It's unclear to me. Can they keep it up when the weather gets worse? Well, you know, also if the numbers spike, then maybe it's not safe anymore. It's all you know, it's all tough. Yeah, but, I feel uh, weird about the outdoor show. Uh, Central Park. Well, outdoor shows are just for for us. They're not for the well. They are for the audience. Too, oh, well, this obviously. one had an audience. Yeah, but it's this like one, just that whole, the repetition. It's just you know you're not going to get too much out of it, but it is nice to do something. But you know, yeah, yeah. We used to. Uh, I used to host a rooftop show in downtown Cleveland, and uh, I mean it was a lot of fun. But it's weird because the laughs kind of dissipate into the ether. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, rather than being in an enclosed space, so you know you can have a great set and listen back to it and be like, "Why weren't they laughing?" Um, when you uh, when you when you're trying out new jokes, uh, you record yourself, I assume. I mean, from yeah, every set. Yeah, my, my thing is uh, every record every set, listen to every set. Uh, you know, that's my. I mean, I not you know, I don't have to do that, but yeah, I, I try to do that. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, when you're when you're listening back to a recording, are you looking? Say you're trying out a new bit. Are you looking for where the laughs are, or are you oh, yeah. looking for uh, like what uh, specific you're doing in each set, like inflection, timing? Uh, I'm choices? bad at that part. Yeah, no, I'm just looking to make the jokes better. I have yeah. trouble with that. I'm trying to get better. I'm also trying to videotape. I mean, now with the outdoor shows, I'm not getting back into videotaping yet. I don't even. Uh, I don't. I just it's too. I don't know if I want to have to set up a videotape. Uh, for the outdoor shows, but yeah, I'm look. I'm trying to get because I wasn't focused on the visual at all, and I was just I was barely moving. My own, I was like this, and my body wasn't moving at all. I was just like nodding, and then no movement because I was yeah, I was just recording. So you, yeah, the thing with me is in this when in stand up, I just really care about the audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even really look. I don't need to look at the. I'll look at the comic, get a vibe. Okay, who are they? And then I just look away. So I don't. And I mostly care about albums. So like, I don't even care about the visual. But then there's all these visual things that really matter. So I'm trying to get better at them. Yeah, it's a little thing. I mean, I, you know, noticing. I, I kind of tend to look at that uh, when I'm watching another comic. Like, how? What's their body language like? Are they confident oh, yeah. in the joke? Like, I can almost tell uh, when a comic is trying a joke out for the first time or, or they're still aware yeah, yeah. of it just based on the way their body language is. I think that's super interesting. Uh, and that's why, I, you know, I enjoyed your set. I mean, it's just, it's solid, it's polished. You, you stay in oh, the, the one face. Uh, like you said, you nod um, after, you know, some punchlines. It's almost a nonverbal indicator that it's like, now, now you laugh. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's probably bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's, but, it's probably a bad thing. But, uh... I'll keep working on it. Um, there's a lot, yeah, a lot to work on as a performer. Um, I've been, sometimes I'm doing a little, uh, 
I'm work like I'm having my wife give me she's a she's in theater giving her me a little acting coaching so my the acting quality is higher in the TikToks. Uh, sometimes I look angry, so yeah, just like trying to look angry, look a little in the TikToks. Hey, you're like me because you have a concerned look on your face oh, right yeah. now. I, I might be it right now, but I have I have yeah, a yeah. permanent anger look, but yeah, that's yeah, just me focusing. Like I have a crease in my in my <laughs> eyebrows yeah, right yeah. from that permanent look I have on my face most of the time. But Malcolm Gladwell talks about that. People can be mismatched. Uh, Amanda Knox, I don't know the whole story, but she got in a lot of trouble in Italy for a murder because she just is mismatched. So she's innocent, but she just seems really guilty. And like the police won't believe her. Yeah. Like, so weird. Like, yeah, I think with me, I'll seem guilty. If I'm accused of a crime, I'll seem guilty. It's right. It's rough. I got to avoid accusations. You have to remember the audience is looking at you. You have to remember what they're, what they're seeing too, when you're telling a joke. Uh, I always yeah. find it funny when a comic that is like good looking tells a joke about how they can't get laid. The audience is like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? You're and buy it. Yeah. Yo, yeah. it was the thing like I'm thin, but I eat like crap. My body's really bad. It's like, just, I mean, now I'm thin, but like I wasn't thin before. It's just like, okay, we're just, you just be happy to thin. Okay. Complain about something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you can talk about how you used to, you know, you used to be heavier and that's, that works. Oh, yeah, I got a couple. I mean, probably, yeah, like you got those couple jokes, then you probably move past it. You're really good at uh, kind of punching down on yourself, but not, but the audience like not feeling bad for you. It's so challenging. They, a lot of times they do. And then I'll try to like the jokes that aren't self deprecating Like the maps joke is not that self deprecating I mean, a little bit, but for by my, my act, it's not as self deprecating I realize that then it is, but. So I try to mix that in. Sometimes the Google Maps joke on like the road is like a palate cleanser. Because it's not as like, they're not feeling as bad. In New York, no one can, feels bad. It's just, okay, we're all just, yeah. New York, they're into it. But yeah, out of New York, people are nicer and they can start feeling bad. It's very tricky. Yeah, I hate that like sympathy reaction from the audience. It's like, no, I'm joking about it. So obviously I've like moved on or I'm, you know, working Come on through stage it. Yeah, the microphone, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can be annoying. But then, you know, you're getting paid to entertain them. So you try to, you try to adapt. Yeah, I'm always, the thing is, I'm always, always trying to adapt. So uh, I'll keep trying to get better. Do you have a tool that you use when you do get that reaction? Is, is there like, do you have a, a canned line or do you have, do you just kind of roll with the punches? And I kind of want to just tell them that my life's great. I mean, my life's pretty great. You know, I mean, I worked in finance. I saved a bunch of money, got a great wife, getting to do comedy. You know, things are all right. So, uh, yeah, I'd be like, oh, I have a great life. But I don't know. It's tricky to communicate that. Also, then you might go too far. Uh, then you sound like you're bragging. <laughs> yeah, there's that right. line. <laughs> So Jeremy, if you want to pull up the, uh, the, yeah, part four and then part five, we'll just listen to them consecutively. Oh, great. Yeah. And these are the nicer versions. Right. This is, uh, this is the rest of this joke is weird because I made this nicer version and then an older version went viral that looks like crap. It's so funny. (laughs) Figures. Google maps recently told me that I could walk from Queens, New York to Fairbanks, Alaska in only 56 days which makes no sense because I'm Jewish and we're notoriously slow at long walks. We once walked from Egypt to Israel. That took us 40 years. According to Google Maps, that's a four-day walk, which means that 56-day walk to Alaska would take me 560 years. Still seems (laughs) a little low. I hope Nick Cannon didn't see that. Furthest walk (laughs) that you can do on Google Maps in the entire world is from Cape Town, South Africa, to Bali, Indonesia, 
Google says that this walk through 25 countries will only take me 188 days. There is some good news, though, because I'm probably going to forget my wallet in Cape Town, South Africa. And when I have to walk back, it's actually three hours quicker. So no problem at all. Obviously, you have to go from the smallest distance to the largest distance. Otherwise, the audience isn't there for it. That's just classic joke writing. Like, you, okay, thank you. You you can't start with the the most out there beat to a bit and then work your way backwards. It's that's a, a, yeah, yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, did you did you ever get into like sketch writing? Uh, did you? Ever- I did. I was on a sketch at you know, one of the improv schools. I like writing sketches. I'm actually getting a little back into it because maybe trying to make some uh, content, you know, for YouTube, whatever. See, I'm, I'm getting back into recently. Yeah, I like writing sketches. I avoid doing it. But when I do it, I like it. Um, and yeah, now, you know, because I'm excited about a couple things. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing it. Yeah, I'm actually man. And maybe as soon as tomorrow, I'm going to write, write a couple. So um, yeah, so getting back in. Yeah, I like doing it. I mean, it's a lot, you know, it's something to learn. I haven't done enough of them. My very first one I found, I was cleaning out papers. And in my first one, I just ended it like super violently. Like I didn't know how to end the sketch. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm just going to hide this. And like, I think the guy died. Like it just gets blood right. crazy. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Little deus ex machina at the end. Yeah. I wrote a couple, I, back when I was doing, I wrote some that I was proud of. I'm, I, have, I have to reread them. I found the scripts to see if I still think they're funny. Um, I did do one. It was a political one in 2011 and Herman Cain was in trouble. And he was trying to say that Obama didn't have a penis because it was right of the Obama birth certificate thing. And at the very moment I wrote that, it was topical. It was, I thought it was really funny. The teacher really liked it in the sketch class I was taking back then. It sounds like it would be topical today, minus the Herman Cain part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was back in the news recently, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully he got COVID. It's all. It's so... Uh, yeah. People just, yeah. Please be careful. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I was actually going because I just moved bedrooms in my own house. And uh, so I was going through some old stuff to, to see what needed to be kept and needed to be thrown away. So I was going through some old sketches and <sighs> there's some rough ones, but there's some good ones. Oh, like, yeah. It's it's I don't know if you were to pull up uh, the first time you did that, that Google Maps joke that did well um, versus where it is today. Like, how would you describe uh, the growth in your in your writing and the, in the joke. So it would just be the long walk. It's just the first, which it ends about the stick. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, the wording would be different. I'm trying to remember the way it was. It's so long ago. I stick the, like the, how to explain the stick. Like if I could find the right stick, I could walk that far. Like I would like where the order might have, I think was reversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's different, there's different ordering and stuff. And also there's probably versions where it was like at a mic and it was like rambling. There's probably more rambling. Things are only tight after you tighten them. So there can be, there's rambly versions. I'll, yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll go on a zoom show and I'll just talk stuff out. So, um, yeah, so it's not, it's not always tight. The tight is just what you get in like the finished product. Ideally. Without being on stage. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard. Like I got on stage the other night and I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things. And uh, I was able to talk a few extra tags into a joke. And then immediately after getting off stage, like I knew exactly where I wanted to tighten things up. Oh, wonderful. Um, uh, that's always, you know. That's my, helpful. Oh, it's, that's like my favorite thing is when you know after you get off stage exactly what you need to do to, to like you, the light bulb goes on while you're on stage. It's the best. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad that you're back to, to getting up in front of audiences. Oh, yeah, it yeah it's, it's weird because, oh, sorry. What did you say, Is that funny, Dave? What's that? David, was that a funny stop you were at? 
Yeah, it was funny. So, so I, I worked, uh, I did, I featured at uh, one of the local clubs. And awesome. Are they wearing masks? What's that? Are they wearing masks? Yeah, well, they, you have to. Uh, it's mandated okay, in the county. I, I might go there soon again. Because it's been like a month since I did stand-up. A month yeah. and a half. So. It's, it's worth it just getting on stage. Yeah. Um, the, just to, to fill you in a little bit, Freddie, Funny Stop is a club. It's in Akron, um, which is oh, cool. about 45 minutes south of Cleveland. And it's a, it's a typical more blue-collar conservative audience there. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, so it's always a challenge to... Uh, to deliver your our, our woke comedy to them, um, it is yeah. interesting. Yeah, wherever you go in Canada or pretty much anywhere, they have the more blue collar place they make fun of. Mm-hmm. Every place has it. Like in Cleveland, maybe it's Akron. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like in a in a Edmonton, it's Red Deer. Like there's just like yeah, it's like and you can actually learn. You can just if you learn the name, you can just work it in, and people will laugh in the city. Yeah, but yeah, you gotta you should be trying to make make everyone laugh. Yeah, let's go. You know, let's uh, let's find because when the best jokes will work for everybody, but it's just right. it's just to get there. So yeah, you know, and there yeah, so it's just just a different challenge. Right, uh, that's cool. I know Akron, LeBron James too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 funny. That's Akron's claim to fame now. Before it was like I don't know, don't they make tires there? Maybe I don't know. Um, oh yeah, I was remember I remember <laughs> watching Rugrats as a kid. They would always mention Akron. Oh yeah. Just it's tricky going, I think, Zoom back and forth with Zoom to live because Zoom was so much less satisfying. Mm. Uh, because I did, like, I had a live Thursday, Zoom yesterday, and then now live today. But yeah, I mean, you just got to avoid, like, saying this Zoom sucks. Because, yeah, because then tomorrow's Zoom again. So you got to, yeah. you're not going to be able to, uh, it's not fair to assume, oh, I'm done with Zoom, I'm back to live because it's just, it's there's a lot of uncertainty. We got to, we got to be open to a lot of things. Yeah, it's like eating a pizza and complaining that it's like not good lasagna or it's not as good as oh, lasagna. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not lasagna. It's <laughs> you're eating pizza. Enjoy the pizza as best yeah. you can. Yeah, zero yeah. people ever claimed that Zoom was better than live stand up. It was never it was never claiming to be in any way. So I, I want to meet that comedian. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. It's easier to schedule for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I hate interacting with audiences. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you have uh, so the uh, the the the, G, the uh, Google Maps bit? Um, is that typically you know you? That's at the end of this five minute set that you uh, that the, for the video that we did. Where would you typically put that in? Say you were doing 10, 20, 30? It's not bad to close because it's longer. It's weird to open with. I try to open it. It's kind of weird. It's kind of long. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if they're not listening yet? Uh, that happens, especially on the Zoom shows. And also, it could another way to do it is as a palate cleanser, just to like be less self-deprecating. Most of the rest of that five minutes is is pretty self-deprecating the rest of the way through, and then you kind of tie that in at the end. It's a nice, light-hearted way to to close it yeah. out. No, so. I have a huge problem. Uh, not varying tone and not and being too self-deprecating the whole time. People can get sick of it. It's it's a bit of a chat. I'm with something I'm working on. Uh, the nice thing here you know, with TikTok is how to write so many bits to keep it flowing that I wrote a lot of bits that weren't self-deprecating. But they may, we'll see if they work on live. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying them out. So because some of them, some stuff, some stuff that works on the internet is just for the internet. It, Not everything is for every medium. Right. It, it's cool to see how the genre of comedy is evolving with what's going on. And and it was, it had to be like a very quick um what, what word am I trying to say? Uh, we had to adapt to the disruption very quickly. 
because it was yeah. just everything that we knew was just out the window. So it's like, all right, Zoom shows, let's do that. Um, TikTok is obviously becoming a medium. Yeah. yeah. Um, so way to go for for getting uh, getting in on the oh, ground yeah, for yeah. that. Um, do you listen to like Gary V or anything? I do watch his stuff. I'm a yeah. I like the thing with him is the stuff he's saying is stuff I really agree with. He yeah. seems like it was good. It would be like some like silly like get rich quick stuff, but it's not. He's giving you. He's giving you legit stuff. Um, I think, yeah, I think the... Oh, okay, we got a little... I was going to say, it's practical advice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's giving you, and he's actually coming from a good place. Yeah, I'm, I'm pro Gary V. I think the thing was just because I wasn't even trying to make it on TikTok, is just that I figured out I could just say the jokes to the camera, and I didn't have to, like, I could make them in my house. I don't need, like, a live audience. Like, I could be self-sufficient. That was really the big discovery, and I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of cool. The thing about advice that he gives is you have to replicate it consistently. Like it's not, you know, you do it for a week and it's like, why am I not like zoom fame or why am I not TikTok famous yet? Um, oh yeah. I did he, notice he's telling people to post like 10 times a day on TikTok. I saw something about that. And I found that actually it was oversaturated. It was better to post less frequently. So your old videos kind of get, it'll show your best videos to people. And that was actually working a little bit better. The one thing is a lot of TikTok, which is people telling you to be better at TikTok. And, you know, you got to, it's, it's still trial. You can try all those things, but there is, there is a, a thing of trial and error. Like everyone says on Instagram, don't do too many hashtags. And like, I'll do a lot. Sometimes it works great. Like, who cares? I'll do it. You know, okay. I'm trying it out. Yeah. Like, yeah, because something, because then you hit a big one. So, you know, you, you're all, you got to also just be out there as a practitioner and see what works. It's not just, they're, they're just giving you their best guess. And it might, it's kind of just, it's just coaching. It's not the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. No, I was going by his guideline for, you know, social media posts per day. And it's like, that's a full-time job in itself. Oh yeah. So I find myself not having time to actually like write new stuff and, and. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a comedian and he has a staff. So we're, we're yeah. on different situations than him. Right. If I had a staff done easy, but you know. Like oh, a scepter wait. or like people? <laughs> <laughs> a walking Whatever stick. works. <laughs> if it's magic, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> First thing I thought of was like Gandalf, you know, leading the fellow. Oh, yeah, yeah. With his staff. Gene Gandolfini, yeah. <laughs> I try, yeah, a bunch of staff staff type jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Moses. Oh, Moses and the stick. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll write that down. Moses and the stick is not bad. Because now this Mo Moses wasn't in the bit so recently. Moses and the stick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that yeah, that fits, especially with the added part of uh, wandering yeah, that'll probably, for forty years. Yeah, at least when I do, I'm, because I'm probably gonna add it in TikTok. But yeah, I'll probably add yeah Moses and the stick. Yeah, that's good. Yes, yeah, so that's why you talked about conversations are a great way to come up with stuff. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, you got it, it. You know, it's a living, breathing thing. I think you said yeah, uh, David, in, in the mess like jokes are never really done. You're always there's mm -hmm. always different ways you can think of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll add a tag to a joke that I thought was done like a year ago and find that it makes the joke even better. So then when I do that, it's like, well, if that works, then what else could work here? I mean, oh, yeah, there's all a breakthrough like years later mm -hmm. and everything will be rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. oh, no. It's so tricky because, yeah, then like people make albums. Now, comics do have where they do the same joke on multiple albums, like they mm -hmm. update it. Um, which I guess, which is fine, except when you're listening to all their albums in a row and you're like, this is kind of lame. Yeah. But yeah. Then, I mean, if you're doing that, you're already a big fan. So. Right. Right. And really, I mean, unless you're 
I don't know, unless you're like a Bill Burr or like a Mark Normand or something and you hear a joke on their album and then you go see them live and they do that joke again. Like that's disappointing. But if you do an album and you're, you know, you're you or me or, you know, like people don't know who we are. Even, even, you know, some of these headliners that travel on the road, like sure they have an album, but chances are the audience hasn't listened to it. They're just out to see comedy. So, oh, absolutely. Like for example, uh, Mike Vecchione, um, his album, his most recent album is phenomenal. And uh, he came to Cleveland and he performed, maybe half of his set was from that album. And yeah. most of the people there had never heard the album. Oh, of course. And so they were dying. And I'm, I'm sitting in the back like, I know these jokes already. Uh-huh. Um, so but, right. Yeah, him I've oh, gotten to so meet. He's, yeah, he's a beast. He's such a good joke writer. Like, it's, I'm pretty sure he lives in Astoria too. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I met him because uh, I knew uh, Katie Hannigan. Uh, whom oh, cool. Yeah, I know. Of and uh, so she was featuring for him and I made sure to go to the club and, and support. It's like anytime, cause like I said, I worked at Caroline's, but any, anytime I see uh, any of the comics who were doing feature work at Caroline's while I worked there that are now headlining, like your Joe List, your Normand. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, like Joe Mackey, Sam Morell. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Harmon Lynch, like all them. Oh great guys. Oh, were headlining. Like I always make sure to go, you know, when I've been there at the yeah. local. She's place. another one. She'll have great albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was in Norman and List too. Mm-hmm. The great Joker. I saw Liz Mealy just dropped an album. Oh too. yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, no, she yeah she got on TikTok pretty early too. She she yeah she embraced a lot of the comics. You know, were like not as into it. She's yeah she's into it. She's yeah she actually uh, was one of the teachers in the social media class I took. She's she's quite a resource on a lot of this stuff. Oh, that's people cool. also will be like, oh, you might burn a joke on TikTok. It's like no one who watches a late night show or whatever watches TikTok. Or yeah. also, and you can always take it down later anyway. But like. You're not, you can put your jokes on so, little clips of social media and then do them in other situations. It's not as like universal, like either it's burned or not. It's, it's much more of a matter of degrees, as, you, as you've been talking about. There's very yeah. little overlap, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's not a big deal. It's literally like median age TikTok 18, median age uh, Colbert 55. You know, it's a real big gap. That's yeah. actually my age is the difference in, the, in that gap, if, that, if that's mm-hmm. the real gap. Yeah. When I uh, when we were in the middle of quarantine, I would post like like one minute videos. Um, yeah. On IGTV. Well, I did longer videos because I because I also do like um, like leadership speaking, so I kind of tied in. Oh, cool. Like happiness and and humor into this whole. Oh, so like Gary V. Oh, nice. Oh, so no, cool. No, not like Gary V. Um, but. <laughs> Any excuse to get in front of an audience, you know, oh, yeah. um, and I, you know, I love like right now I'm trying to figure out ways to to get this book, like incorporate some of the things from Sapiens. If you've never read it. Oh my it, God. That book blew my mind. Oh, I'm so, I'm so into that. We can do a whole other part about that. Um, oh. I've read his, one of his other books and I'm reading the third one. Yeah. Oh man. That book is, that book is mind blowing. Yeah. We, I won't, I won't delve into it right now, but yeah, I, I'm very interested in that book. Maybe we'll talk on, on DM. Yeah. Now I, I want to read a whole day about it. It's so oh, good. It's, it's, like, great. it's great. It's a very nonlinear way of looking at history. Um, the concepts that he talks about, I would have loved to learn, you know, coming up in high school, but maybe I wasn't ready for them mentally. Yeah. I don't I'll know. give you one line. We didn't domesticate wheat. We domesticated us. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. If you're ah, intrigued, read the book. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, actually, yeah it's another comic, uh, another Cleveland comic and I are talking about starting a podcast based around this book. Um, so cool. And just kind of like going through the book and, and talking about like real world application. And I'm, I'm, I'm a human behavior nerd. So, so it is oh, anthropological. So. Yes. That's, oh, I'm very much into that. So that's cool. Yeah. No, Steve, you would yeah. love it. 
you can get it for like 14 bucks off Amazon or something. Yeah. Um, nice. I also, yeah. I, I say I read books and it's an audio book, but I'm an audio book guy. Now. Uh, I'm just too much workaholic. Um, so yeah, I'm reading Twitter and listening to audio books. Yeah. I and actually, you can just, Oh, sorry. No, you, uh, I was just going to say, I, I, the first time I read it, it was audio book. And then I liked it so much that I bought yeah. a physical copy. So yeah. can, that's really good supporting it because I listened to it at the library or whatever the library but basically you can read get so much information about any topic in your head quickly through audiobooks just while you're doing your other activities it's, mm-hmm. it's a huge asset people should be open to and the library app libby you figure it out in your area whatever you you don't have to pay any money like there's a lot there's a lot out there for, you, for people with these audio that's a good point i never thought you know you don't really think about how you can you know do menial tasks while listening to an audiobook yeah. i like that i'll get that yeah, like i fewer yeah, fewer. Po- you can, I mean, podcasts are great, but you can do fewer podcasts and more audiobooks, and you get a lot of information rolling around in your head. Mm. I know so much about the Civil War; you guys wouldn't believe. It. <laughs> yeah, do you have a bit about the Civil War yet? I have trouble. That's the problem. I like reading history books. But I have trouble making them into bits. Mm. It's State a big. Rights. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. No, I was like states' rights. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, I mean it's all yeah. Also, it's a little weird when a guy this white knows that much about the Civil War, right? Uh, but yeah, like it's uh, well, just basically Hamilton, uh, the same guy wrote the Hamilton book that the play's based on. Sure, no, he wrote a book about Ulysses Grant that would make a great play. So if I ever meet Lynn, I'm gonna try to get him to do it. Grant has an amazing. So you only know half a Grant story, probably. It's a, it's it's a lot of Grant. It's a lot of cool Grant stuff that's not uh not in common knowledge. Write a great Civil War bit, and then we'll bring you back, and we'll talk about the Civil War. I need to, yeah. That is a topic. That is a topic we haven't gotten into yet. Uh, I mean, and that's the thing, is there's so many different angles that you can take, and especially, you know, if you're well-read on something, it's almost overwhelming. I mean, you can frame, like, a historical joke in terms of today's current events, or you can... That's a good point. I mean, do you ever listen to the dollop? Yes, I yeah, did listen to a yeah. couple episodes. It's, yeah, it's solid. It didn't. I didn't become like a, a, a fan who listens to like every episode, but I've listened to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, there's so many episodes, and, and they they definitely lean into that um, that improv kind yes, of. Yeah. I mean, you know, the one guy you know reads the story, and then the other uh, the comic Garrett Edwards um, was actually a pretty yeah. funny comic. His album's pretty, I'm sure. pretty pretty funny. It's on Spotify. Nice. Um, I mean, just the way they go back and forth and, and build like characters. Uh, it's anyway. The Whiskey Rebellion one was really good. And kind of how, you know, maybe Washington and Hamilton is Washington is president and then takes to the field as like the commander of the army. Because these guys won't pay taxes. And yeah, just kind of how Washington was maybe being a jerk there. And it was really interesting. Okay. I just listened to one about uh, Charles Lindbergh. It's great. Oh, nice. I, I, rec- oh, I recommend that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, he went off the deep end a little bit. He he got real uh, real anti-Semitic during the like right before the the Second World War. Those early flights, man, they made you crazy. What's his name? The guy, the guy Howard Hughes. Yeah, so crazy. Mm-hmm. He flew around the world. No, it wasn't even that nervous when he flew around the world. And then he's just insane the rest of his life. Yeah, wrote a good bio on him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, big fan. A big fan of the bio, not necessarily him personally. I don't think he went anti-Semite though, really. Someone that crazy people as crazy as Howard Hughes usually go anti-Semitic, but he didn't. So nice of him. Yeah, he stopped right before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know you're crazy once you start. <laughs> the Jews will not replace us. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing is, Jews must be good because the people who go anti-Semitic are usually the crazy ones. So uh, Nick Cannon. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> relationship with Mariah Carey will do that. Oh, I bet, yeah. yeah. 
Um, it's sad though because I mean I didn't like the stuff uh, that was. It seems like he said or whatever, but then that show has helped a lot of friends of mine. So like Wild and Out, I hope you know keep going because it's very helpful for some New York comics. Oh, for sure. I've I've I listened to some interviews with some of the comics that, that have been on that show. Then um, you know everybody has nothing but good things to say. Yeah, I think, and they have a lot of fans of that show. It seems like a show people like. So hopefully, you know the con- that content is good, even if you know the podcast he did wasn't uh, super great. So. Right. So is that still on, or is that just in syndication? They were making new seasons um, because my friends would be, like be doing tapings, and um, now it's canceled because like he owned it. So it's like you know if he's can't if. And I'm not, he's not canceled, but I mean, if, if they don't want him to have a show on MTV, then, you know, the show would have to go away. And he, you can't do it without him because of like, he owns it. You know, he's a pretty big part of it, I think. That's yeah. my understanding, but I'm not an expert on this stuff. I see. But here's the thing about uh, uh, getting canceled from a network now is you can throw it up on YouTube. You can throw it up on, oh, yeah. on some other medium and uh, and continue the brand. Your website for $7? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, if you have fans, you're not if you're rich and you have fans or money and fans, you just make content and your fans can see it. So you're not can canceled doesn't mean like canceled, like you're gone forever. Like you just put stuff on. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's just a different place. You just put it in a different place. Yeah, you've been relocated. And and that's the beauty of today. And you've you know leaned into that with with the TikTok, with the uh, the GPS bit. Um you know, and then the angle that you took. I mean, there's any number of ways to take. I've heard a lot about how um you know, people letting their GPS like guide their lives. Uh, I've heard a lot oh, yeah. about that. Uh, I mean, the office had that one episode where they, uh, where they drive into the lake. I don't know if you watch it. Oh yeah, definitely. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I mean, Big things like that. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, it's technology that's taking over our lives. So we've got to find ways to, to find the humor in it um, to maintain that humanity. You know, me for one, I am like all hail our, our robot overlords. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm here for that. Um, there's a lot of good that can come out of automation and, you know, yeah, we got to use the tools that are available. Right. So, um, though I do think that sapiens guy, uh, his, one of his books is like how it's going to, you know, just evolve past humanity or something, but I have to see. So the big problem with the bit is if Google fixes it, then the bit becomes dated. So the bit has like a timeline. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess it's fine. I already, you know, you did it a lot. But yeah, stuff like that, like things can get ruined, um, you know, by times. Like I had a bit about how like Justin Trudeau never had any scandals, the Canadian prime minister. And then he had a blackface scandal. Now, the good news is Americans completely forgot about that already. So I can still do the bit in America. Um, But yeah, like think, you know, life will change and then your bit's gone. Right. It's dependent on a real world thing. All of a sudden, Aladdin face comes to surface. Oh, yeah, yeah. I call it it Aladdin face. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he didn't. He, he did he go? He didn't go full blackface. It was like he did it like Arab or. I mean, essentially he did, but yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. Where like a, a shade of brown, where essentially that's like the same thing, and in, in a in a way, it functionally it is, I would suppose. But oh yeah, it was a it was an inappropriate you know face thing. It wasn't for you know for uh, black people, but it was for another race that he isn't part of. Yeah, kind of he didn't need to do that. He would have <laughs> looked. He would have looked like Aladdin in his own way. Without it, he looked less like Aladdin with the brown face. It was so dumb. I don't get it. It was dumb. Um, All right. It definitely wasn't something you should be doing today. And yeah, um, he won re-election anyway. So at least uh, maybe they bought, maybe Canada. Canada's a pretty forgiving country. Maybe they all moved past it. Yeah, right. He definitely definitely won't be doing it again. Yeah, he's probably not going to host the Oscars. Too soon.
you know, this is a constantly evolving technology. And uh, I was listening to an interview with uh, Yuval, uh, with Russell Brand, and he was talking about how, like, in the Industrial Revolution, there was this big sweeping change. But then five, ten years later, people settled down, and it, this was, like, the new way of doing things. Whereas now, when new technology keeps coming out, this new automation technology, like, we're going to need to reinvent ourselves repeatedly, like, every few years. So there's no stasis. Um, so, you know, in that sense... You know, if you're going to joke about technology, uh, chances are it's not going to be evergreen. Um, oh, of course. So yeah, up. don't say this. Never say this. I'm too old for that app. Never say that. It's dumb. Every app. Well, first of all, you think like eight year old kids are good at technology? They're just it's just easy. Any every app with every you're only an hour away from learning how to use a lot of every social media. They're not that complicated. We can read a couple articles. You're not too old for any app. Um, you, I'm not saying that I'm not saying no one's ever too old to do any specific thing. Maybe, maybe not. That's a matter of taste. But yeah, you're not too old for this app. You're not done learning new apps. If you want to be part of comedy and you know the world, we'll be learning new apps all the time, and it's not that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. It's constant education, um, and, and I mean they're constantly updating apps and stuff too. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I have a I have a joke I, I uh, that I do. I mean I do it on stage. Um, as a comedian, but I also do it on stage as a speaker because I want to make the point of how quickly technology is evolving. And uh, I make the joke that, uh, you know, I'm worried about people not ready to adapt to new technology because a guy came up to me after a show and he was like, you want to buy a GPS? <laughs> and this, this actually happened. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I work that into the joke. I'm, I'm like, no thanks because I already printed MapQuest directions to Blockbuster. I'm good. <laughs> But all three of those things, like having a, a, just a specific GPS, MapQuest, and Blockbuster, yeah. they were a thing like as, as oh, 10 years ago. And now they're yeah. gone. I miss walking through Block. I mean, I do the same thing with the Netflix to just browse it. Uh, but yeah, I definitely miss walking through Blockbuster. That was a nice experience. Um, yeah. Would be cool if Netflix could make a virtual Blockbuster that you could walk. Oh, it's so cool. Netflix makes a virtual reality blockbuster to be to walk through that just browse their calendar. That would at least make me happy. I don't be worth their money. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you're not the only one. Yeah, it was a fun. It was a fun time walking through the blockbuster, looking at the movies. Yeah, I get why. I mean, I'm, I'm not against that. It had to go away. Blockbuster was probably an evil company, and they've gotten surpassed. But yeah, it was a nice time. Right. I want to. I want to relive the glory days of going to rent one specific movie and then oh, it being yeah. out. You can't laugh at that. You made the point, you know, don't joke about how you're too old for, or don't, you know, say that you're too old for technology. That's a route that a lot of, um, I don't want to say hack comics, but like more road comics will take like, oh, these kids and their smartphones. Even uh, even Seinfeld um, did it. And his most recent special, he's talking oh, cool. about, he had like a whole bit about, you know, how the smartphone and kids these days are so attached to their phones. And it was like, not... It was it was almost hack, like watching yeah. them do the do the joke. I don't know if you watched his most recent special. I didn't see it, but yeah, you know, everyone's gonna have a you know, it, it could be hack, and then he's still great, you know, yeah. But yeah, I, that was a good special, in my opinion. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, so, I yeah, enjoyed I, it. I listened to the whole thing, you know. But yeah, so I mean, I'm not, you know, I I also like tutor a little bit, uh, you know, work with kids. Yeah, I mean, it's just the kids are just people. So yeah, yeah it. And then they're not, you know, they don't, not all of them are on the, like, yes, a lot of them know how to talk to you. Uh, we shouldn't be, it's just the same thing as like any kind of stereotype. You don't try to, you can't stereotype people by age group. Um, and yeah, there's going to keep being people born. So there'll be more and more younger people. So you got to, got to get used to it and get along with them and give them a chance. Yeah. Right. I agree. 
you've got to learn and grow with the technology. And uh, I mean, as a, as a joke writer, like as a comedian too, you got to learn and adapt with what's going on in the world. Otherwise, you know, you, you're not relevant anymore. Nobody's going to pay attention to what you're saying. Oh yeah, exactly. Except for they're the- not going to be automating creativity anytime soon. Well, I, I don't want to say that like, on the record, but I th- I feel like certain things are just untouchable as of right now. But yeah, Hopefully. computers don't understand the nuance of jokes. I mean, they can do like a, a one liner. I, I think I read something that where a computer told a joke and it was like it can do. You it can use certain techniques, I'm sure, but creativity generally is still kind of untouchable right now. Right. It if I think they're going to do it. Yeah. I'll start building. One. Yeah. If, if, yeah. The, if I think they're always, I'll just jump on their side. Yeah. I'd be good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work in tech a little bit. Yeah. I'll be the guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll switch teams. If it makes our lives easier, I'm in. Oh yeah. I, you know, I can do anything on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, I would love to, to dive in real quick to a, a bit by Joe Zimmerman. Um, he's he's got a whole uh, bit about his phone and, uh, he frames it in a way where like, you know, we're talking about, you know, we're addicted to our phones and the way he frames it, um, is, uh, well, we'll just let Joe, uh, Joe, uh, take us there. I didn't realize how attached I was to my phone until it slipped from my hand and fell toward a sewer grate. And I made a sound I'm not proud of. I was like, that's everything. (laughs) And it rattled around in that sewer grate and popped out onto the street. I picked it up. There were no cracks. And I held it to my breast. (laughs) I was shaking. I was like, I'll never let go of you again. You're so good to me. I don't know if I'd ever felt more joy. I think that's the secret. (laughs) If you have someone in your life who you care about, do this. Hide their phone till they hit rock bottom. (laughs) Which should take one minute. (laughs) And then right as they panic, just be like, here it is, you silly giz. How'd you get it into the plants? You're so stupid. They'll be like, you found it. Thank you. They'll be so happy the rest of the day, you know. And you gave that to them. But it also made me think, working at the phone store must be the worst job to have now. Is there anybody more panicked than every customer? Welcome to Verizon. How may I help you? Well, everything I know is gone. <laughs> I don't even know how I got here. I just, I just started walking. It's been hours, maybe days. Possibly minutes. No way to tell time. I tried to call 911 from a payphone, but I didn't have my phone to figure out how to do that. I'm so hungry. Do you have Yelp? Can't eat without a rating. What if it's a two-star? Please help. I've tried everything. I put it in rice. That was everything. 
How weird is it we have such advanced technology and one of the main fixes is rice? <laughs> like, hey, your robot isn't working? Have you tried pinto beans? Well, of course the spaceship didn't take off. It needs steel-cut oats. <laughs> Give it some quinoa. All right. Oh, so good. It, it's such a yeah. good bit. I mean, he take he you know he says the same thing, but he uses different perspectives. Like the the phone store employee, the person panicking at the phone store, like his own. Oh yeah. Reaction. Once dropped my phone in the toilet, immediately reached, reached in and picked it up. Yeah, right. like it's uh, right. Yeah. Now Todd Barry has a bit about that, and he's like, uh, and and the, the guy's like, oh, the toilet, but it was clean, and he's like, it was the first time the toilet was ever used. But yeah, I just just went to ten, just block it out. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm not letting that thing go. Right. <laughs> that's everything. That's <laughs> that's it. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's perfect. It's such a good line. Um, I mean, it really is, you know, I, when was the last time you asked somebody for directions? Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah. No people, older people will just give you to, and like, I, I got yeah. the GPS, like I'm in a rut. Yeah. I think once I was almost rude to one, but it was like, I gotta go. Like, I don't need this. Yeah. Like I know this information. Like, like me need the Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're just, yeah. Because I just can't. Yeah. Time is of the essence. I don't need to know that if I pass the Duncan, it's I've gone yeah. too far because I will not have passed the Duncan. Yeah. Because I know exactly where it is on the radar that this big map. Oh, that please, I yeah, at a ridiculous position. Yeah, um, you say you use waves when you drive. <laughs> um, oh yes, that I mean I love that when I when I'm on the road, I waves is the best. Yeah, it lets you know where the cops are. Yeah, it's good. Uh, well, see, yeah, it's owned by, you know, it's owned by Google. Uh, there, yeah. I'd be great if they integrate because then there's a Google Maps driving in a way. It'd just be good if it was all just kind of one app or one, you know, thing. But yeah, it's, it's, it gets the job done ways. Do you have an iPhone? Yes. Yeah, I've had an iPhone so hey, Yeah, right. I'm always, I'm just an iPhone guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, nothing wrong with the Android. Every joke about how, like, think something turned green because the guy was an Android user and texted you, every joke about that I hate. That's like... You're just corporate. I mean, I'm I'm using the iPhone for 12 years, but that's corporate brainwashing. That's my least favorite type of Apple. Man, they did it. They've yeah, yeah, they've won. Yeah, have whatever phone you want. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, if it starts not working well, people with paper planners though, that's annoying. When they're like, I gotta go get my planner so we can make a plan. Like, just now have the plans with you in your phone, please. You you mean you're not using your calendar? You yeah, they got the paper it. plan. Oh, that's just annoying. Hmm. <laughs> But and and you know that's the thing with with your bit. I mean, there there are so many directions. Like, I mean, I love it how it is, but there are, you know so many different things you could. I mean, just adding that Moses line is is. With the oh water. yeah, wrote that down. Yeah, no, always more. Yeah, whatever. You know, tick TikTok needs more content. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll do a million versions. Who cares? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, like Google Earth. Remember that was a thing. You could look at like the three D cities, like the three oh, yeah, yeah. models yeah. of the buildings and stuff, and like. Um, uh, street View. I like Street View. Yeah, I still occasionally try to use that. Have you ever, have you worked that into in anything with Street View into the joke? I haven't. Yeah, I'll write that down though. Yeah. I saw my car in Street View and it made me very nervous. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're watching. Yeah, I, I saw my parents' dead dog uh, on Street View. Not not when the dog was dead, but it was still alive. It's dead now. Oh, it wasn't dead in Street View. <laughs> they mean, must have solved a bunch of crimes with it. There must be all kinds of things. I wonder. There, yeah. there got some weird things on camera. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So like a like a street fight between two ladies in Russia, <laughs> <laughs> because of course Russia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love watching a comic have, with with a good set. Um, just like a tight bit like that. Cause I always, cause my brain will, will take it in a different direction. And I, you know, when I do a set and I think I have it down, I love when somebody comes to me with like a note or something. Um, you know, how do you feel about, you know, comics? Oh, it helps if it's like a suggestion. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, people say corny stuff or, uh, you know, I the thing with it is, like, um, yeah, like the comments on the internet, then some, like, I'm like, oh, don't reply with the serious comment. But then if it's a serious comment that I find interesting, I'm okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot, yeah, like, I'm not, people, uh, again, Twitter is teaching you that re- any re- a quote unquote reply guying is bad. And I might be different because, you know, it's easier when you're a guy, maybe it's less, it, there's less of a sex zone. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, a reply guy to me is just when I don't like your factual comment or it disagrees with me. But if you say something interesting, then maybe that could be another bit. I mean, my bits are short, so I need more. So whatever, whatever might spark more more uh, content would be a good thing, right? I like like when I get and and that's a whole new different animal because now you have just people who aren't comics commenting on on what they think you should do. Um, not that that's a bad thing. I mean, it's always good to get different perspectives because uh, I mean, especially how like this this joke is what a couple of years old at this point. Yeah, it's been evolving, but yeah, I definitely was doing it in the fall. I think in the fall of 08, it was like the hot new joke that I was going to do at the college conferences. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it did well there. I think it did well there, but overall, the yeah, I didn't get a lot of college work. So. Yeah, but I mean, high. it's just like you're looking at the, the same joke for so long, and there's only so many ways that, you know, one person's brain can, can, uh, can look oh, at it. Oh, yeah, it's good. Oh. Yeah, good talk to the people, yeah. yeah. Like I said, verbal medium, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else. We've been through like all my notes. I mean, Pete Holmes has a, a great bit on ways, but that's, I mean, that doesn't really add, uh, I don't think, to our conversation. I don't know if you want to add anything to the, the Joe Zimmerman bit. Any thoughts that you had on that? Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to make one of his bits better. Like, he has an Andrew Jackson bit that's great. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I reading all this? Not thinking bits like that. But yeah, he's just doing it and I'm not, maybe. But yeah, that bit definitely inspired me uh, not to write. I mean, I've written some history books that aren't that good, but yeah, not to write any. And some of them are on uh, TikTok. That, yeah, you know the way. Yeah, but they haven't, you know, haven't gone 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 amazing because they're not that great. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely very inspired by him. Yeah, I don't know if I want uh, just because he did it so perfectly. Then yeah, but maybe it'll inspire me to write other bits about smartphones. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's any million different directions that you can go by. You know. Um, God, did you ever see anybody still using an actual map trying to get around? <laughs> I think they. I think this woman gave us one when we were visiting. I think I was visiting someone. They might have given me one. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, those. The thing with maps is the folding. So any map, if I don't have to fold it, yeah. then maybe it could be helpful. No I don't folding. Think I ever folded a map back the way it came. Oh no, that was a, <laughs> that should have been a high school class. A lot of stuff they should teach you in high school. Map folding, they should have been teaching you. Right. They got lucky that I don't eat it, but I needed it then. Yeah. Oh man. I uh, I was on I was on the road. I forget where I was. It was somewhere in Ohio, and uh, 
I pulled up to a stoplight and there was a dude parked in a parking lot on the side of the road. It was like right the parking lot, like jutted up against the side of the road. And he had a full map out on the hood of his minivan. Like, <laughs> where it was. like do you remember? Um, I don't know. Did you guys, did your family ever go on like road trips or anything? I was going to say he's like an eighties dad on a road. Yeah. Trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> we didn't go on long trips. We, we drove to upstate, but we drove the same place every time. So we knew how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Like they knew before I was born, I think, how to get there, or at least before I can remember. Yeah, this is programmed into your into your DNA. Yeah. Um, now I remember before we would go on family vacations, we always went down to like a different place in North Carolina every year. Okay. Summer. And uh, I remember like the day before we would leave, it was like a full day project. My dad took an extra day off work so he could figure out the route <laughs> he was going to take to get there, and he's like drawing on the map where we're going to go and where we're going to stop. And now it's just like, let the computer guide the way. That's so great. Something that used to take hours to figure out, you just seconds. We're very lucky. We are very lucky. Uh, um, That's another uh, Goldman bit. um, Oh, yeah, I love that. Calling the operator. Oh, yeah. You're shitting me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're shitting. (laughs) They don't expect your call. Oh, so good. Um, his so, yeah, we are part of the hell of me. I was at his albums multiple. I'm big G- Goldman fan. Yeah, me too. Great, great. He uh, when he he was in Cleveland in December, I want to say, and he oh, did oh. two hours and twenty minutes. Oh my god! Uh, just he really writes stuff out, and, and you so can cool. tell. Like, I would love to see it whittled down, and whatever his next special ends up being, whenever that is. Yeah, with a lot of the stories, there's like a 25-minute version and then there's like a five-minute version. There's different length versions of those. Yeah, of a lot of his stuff. It's it, Yeah, it's very interesting to see the different different versions. Uh, yeah, just a huge fan of him. Absolutely. Uh, did you follow his uh, his writing tips, his daily? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, he won Twitter in uh, 2019. Oh, man, that was so great. Yes, he did. Uh, it was helpful. Yeah, I still, though, I then I just write on Twitter. I, yeah, I mean, I need to get better at it. Yeah. Uh, that it, yeah, but it's, you know, it's also things are not one size fits all. So listen, yeah, you know, listen to him, learn a lot from him and then, yeah, do it. But, you know, you do forge your own path. No, and I love listening to interviews with him, too. Uh, he's just he's so humble. Like, he know when everybody's telling you you're one of the best joke writers, oh, yeah. you know, but he oh, doesn't act like it at all. Um, cool, man. Uh, if there's anything else you want to add about uh, GPSs or like writing jokes or any tips you have to, to comics about writing yeah. uh, jokes about like technology, things like that. Oh, Just in, you know, my, uh, my uh, mentor of mine, this guy, Greg Stone. Yeah. Another historic comic. Mm-hmm. He's a bit further along as you may. Oh, you've heard of him? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, he said, there's only two rules of comedy, be funny, be original. So I always think, think in those terms. Yeah. You, I mean, you, it is very important to be both. So yeah, just don't try to have the same take everyone's having. And yeah, um, this bit um, worked because I found a detail that other people had made a joke about. So like the devil, yeah, the the devil and also the humor can be in the details. I think that's the lesson of this bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little things that you notice, but you never really think of. And the walking stick, like that's funny. Oh yeah. Uh, and I guess, yeah, don't be afraid to make fun of yourself in a observational bit. I'm never afraid to make fun of myself maybe too much, but yeah. It's this is an observation, but okay, I'll still make fun of myself. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the audience uh, never, audience doesn't like it when you make yourself like better than them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to hear you talk how good you are. Yeah. 
laughing. A lot of the people that, that listen to this podcast are like newer comedians, um, you know, people that, you know, are just uh, learning on the fly. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know? So that's why we love. Oh, I hate that when people are like, oh, you want to be a comedian? Don't. I hate it. Like, yeah. Like, if I, if I think you should be a comedian or like people, should, like, I would stop being one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Also, like, any, my thing is anyone who wants to, and this was pre pandemic, it might be different standards now, but anyone who wanted to get on stage once a day, you're welcome to be a comedian. If you're not willing to do that, then maybe you don't, you're not ready to be a serious you just want to dabble. But if you're willing to do it, you know, whatever amount of times consistently for like a number of years, you're welcome in the, in the comedian world. That's what makes us the funniest. hundred percent. A lot yeah. of people want to be comedians. They don't want to, they're not funny people though. And it's like, oh, they yeah. just like this and that, the, you know, people can become funny, but I feel like you need some element of, of creativity and, and, and a really good sense of humor going into it. Um, but ideally, you know, yeah, yeah, ideally, exactly. I think it's there's exceptions, of course. But how would you define the term sense of humor? Oh me, okay. Um, I, I mean, the thing, it's subject. So humor is subjective. The thing is, at some point, you should be making somebody laugh. Now, there's people who are just really funny. Some of them don't do stand up or don't work hard enough or whatever. So then, that's not not going to become a comedian because you can't be a comedian unless you're willing to work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who work really hard but aren't as naturally funny, but they can learn to make people laugh. I would say, yeah, if you're doing it for a number of years every day, you got to be making people laugh at some point. If you're not making anyone laugh, you know, either adapt, change, or maybe stop. Like, there is a point when, like, okay, maybe, you know, this isn't working out. This isn't something I'm really good at. Um, but you're at least welcome to try and be, you're still a comic while you're trying to do it every day. So mm-hmm. you're still welcome, but yeah, it might not work out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a long choice. Yeah, I yeah. mean, put in the work. Yeah, yeah, I respect that. Yeah, okay. And then I would respect you being like, well, I don't think, I, I think I should, you could also do something else in comedy. Um, but, but you're like, okay, I wasn't getting enough laughs. I'm going to try something else. Like, I respect that too. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, to me, you know, it's, it's all about the adaptation. I mean, whether it's getting on stage and trying to make a connection with an audience <laughs> to make them laugh or learning new technology. Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. all, it, it all, you know, I always find like analogies and metaphors in, involving comedy because, I mean, that's, you know, comedy is just the human condition. I mean, it's just a, a perspective uh, that, you know, if it helps expand our point of view by being able to laugh at something. Um, oh, of course. To me, like that, I mean, that's that's humor. I mean, to me, you know, to be able to say there's something funny here. I might not I might not know what it is right now, but, you know, looking at, at something like Google Maps and being like, there's something funny here. And then, you oh, know, right, yeah. you'll eventually find it. Yeah, yeah. if you have to be original, then it means you have to always be evolving. So that's yeah. So then stand up always has to to be continue to be original. You got to keep yeah. It's got to keep changing. So that's really nice. Just like technology. Absolutely, Um, Steve. Any you want to throw anything else in there? I just thought of some. I think one way you could describe a sense of humor. One way is that where it's where criticism meets creativity. Um, But obviously, that doesn't apply to every type of humor. I don't. I could sit here and think about it, but it definitely applies to me, though. So, yeah, Steve, I like that one. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, any even even if a joke is lighthearted, you're still criticizing the way something is. I mean, right? It's it's taking and then putting it and putting a creative spin on it that is uh, literary or or whatever. I mean, again, you know, there's so much to comedy that it's not always that, but in my case, it's predominantly that. I've, somebody just defined comedy to me uh, once. I forget who it was. It w- wasn't that long ago, but it's uh, it's taking words 
um, adding words and then getting rid of words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Journalism was big for me. I took a journalism course when I was in college and it really helped me with word economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I wish I said that. Yeah, I was a political science major, so I, I wrote a lot of essays. So you learn, you know, to yeah the point and have a thesis. Uh, just like, you know, with, with writing a uh, sketch, you know, there's got to be a game or, or like an improv scene. There's got to be a game, something to come back to um, the, the core thread running through the bit or the, the journalistic piece or you know, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the scene. Um, very cool. Freddie, uh, oh, thank, thank you for you. joining us, man. Yeah. It's, it's always fun to talk. Well, thank shop. you both. So fun. Freddie, where can we find you on all your social media? So yeah, at Orange Freddie G. Uh, yeah, the big ones is is Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, post regular animals. It's not the same stuff. So you can follow on multiple. In those, I have like links to my YouTube and the full set. You guys saw the the very end of it. But yeah, that's the big things. Yeah, I'll have more. I might you know eventually have. I do. Oh, I do lives. No one wants to pray ninety day fiance fan. But yeah, I'm doing regular ninety day fiance IG lives. I go live on TikTok. Um, so you may have a podcast at some point I'm doing, I'm making you making like sketches and stuff possibly for YouTube, whatever. So yeah, more stuff coming. If you're following me on social media, I'm shamelessly will tell you about all that stuff. So yeah, at orange, Freddie G Freddie with two D's and a Y. All right. He's a content making machine. Uh, Freddie, uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted on, uh, on, on our sapiens podcast because I mean, I'm always oh, yeah. in bringing in, you know, people who, uh, who've read the book. Yeah. And I may finish, I may have finished his third book. Or his second book, but I'm reading it third. Yeah, but he's written three, three books. You know, there's two two basically sequels. So yeah, I may know the full Sapien Cinematic Universe at that point. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to the spinoffs. Uh, also, he's got a really good interview with Russell Brand too. Um, if you haven't watched that, it's interesting. Oh, so cool. It's good, like right. background listening. I probably would like it. Yeah, yeah. He does it. Yeah, I bet you he's a uh, you know he's a he's probably a pretty blunt guy. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see him and the guy from the, the book The Black Swan. The black swan, yeah, whatever, yeah. But anyhow, those two dudes probably could like argue real well, yeah. <laughs> let's let's make that it. That was happen. a deep reference that no one's gonna get, but it's at the end, so it's all right. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, right. Um, but let's just build our influence so we can get them together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, thanks again for joining us. Oh, thank you. Have a good show. I hope uh, I hope the city stays open. Uh, and I hope. You, oh, you know. please, yeah. Just wear. We got every. I just hope everyone wears masks. We keep the numbers low. Because, yeah. uh, you know, the mask wearing doesn't, you know, we still get to do stuff. So it's a pretty good deal. Right. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, they, they're uncomfortable, but, you you know, you, you can deal with it. Right. Take it off once, you know, per second, whatever. It's, it's, it's a, you can adapt to it. It's not the end of the world. I right. always say they're so hard to breathe in. Sometimes I forget I'm even wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm going to stick to as far as yeah. telling fuck is the deal. impressive if you can forget you're wearing it. I've not gotten to that level. But yeah, yeah. I, I never, I'm just a hundred percent wearing the mask. Yeah. I'm just, even if you don't think you have it, it, um, it just signals other people that they should wear it. It's just this whole thing. We come together, we wear the mask, we get to do more stuff before right. the, the treatment and vaccine come out right. and save lives. So it's just, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of winning to it. Even if initially kind of is a little uncomfortable. There's nothing right. you can lose. I've got, yeah, I've j- I just make it part of my ensemble. It's, it's, it's oh, like wonderful. an accessory. Yeah. You're killing it. <laughs> I might eventually get sell it. I'm just wearing the blue ones because they're the least, I need the one that's the least warm for the summer. Yeah. So I wear whatever, yeah, whatever's, and whatever doesn't, it doesn't fall out my glasses for some reason. So I'm just, I got like 50 of those and wearing those. Nice. Cool, man. Doing your part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very important. Yeah, for sure. Keep it very hard. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. 
aren't we all that that's the best we can do um because <laughs> you know no no matter no matter what the topic is no matter uh, how serious it might be no matter how pedestrian or hack there's always a way to laugh at that mm. oh yeah that seems like a nice epic way to close it out right oh, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> well, i gotta round it out with a nice conclusion yeah. <laughs> like i've finished there's nothing worse than listening to a public speaker and then they just have oh, a yeah. shitty conclusion. I just feel like we're not, we don't do stand-up comedy, we're comedians. So if stand-up comedy's not happening, we still can be comedians in whatever way we can. Yep. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, but yours was better, yeah. But For yeah. sure. It's, it's, it's who we are as humans. There's nothing, it, you can't take that from me. If you'd like to weigh in on today's topic, follow us on Twitter at You Can't Laugh Pod or like us on Facebook at You Can't Laugh at That and tell us how you did laugh at today's topic or how you didn't. This is all about the conversation, is what I'm saying. All right. Bye.